This is Joe Basso from Music Radar, the place for music makers, and I'm speaking with Bill Kelleher, guitarist for the band Mastodon. Bill, how you doing? Not too bad, Joe. How's it going with you? It's going okay. Well, I can tell from the sounds there that you're on tour. You're on the uh, the Mayhem Fest tour. How are uh, bands like Slipknot and Disturb treating you guys? Oh, excellent, man. Everybody's uh, we get you know everyone gets along real real well. Uh, Slipknot dudes we've toured with before. We, you know, so we kind of have a little bit of a history with those guys. Let's see, a couple of guys. I haven't met everyone in Disturb, but uh, the couple of guys I have met are, are super cool. We hang out with the dudes in Dragon Force a lot. Sometimes we, uh, basically, they put us in a room together that's about uh, 10 foot by 10 foot every day, and we just have to go joke around with them and play tricks on each other. And <laughs> I don't know. It's pretty funny, actually good guys because they don't they don't take themselves too seriously you know now on this tour have you had a chance to play any of your new material no not not yet um basically i think we're just going to save it for when we're uh after the record comes out we we did play a couple at bonnaroo you know it went over kind of whatever but it was uh we we'd never played them out live before and we had people who uh, who like videotaped it, of course, and put it all over the internet. We kind of don't want the songs leaking yet, you know. Right, so right. I think we're going to kind of hold off until the record actually comes out. How far along into the new record are you guys? Well, we're pretty much done with it. We've got seven songs, and I, don't know, I think it's about fifty about fifty minutes or so. Okay. And and uh, yeah, it's uh, it's an amazing record. I think it's our like, far our our finest piece of work. It's uh, basically what all we have to do when we get home in about a month is uh, just mix it and master it, maybe add a, a couple more guitar parts here and there, and maybe redo a vocal or two and put some keyboards down. We've got a, we got a keyboardist who's uh, playing on the record. Oh, yeah? This is, this is, a, new yeah. This is a new addition, right? Yes. Yeah, it's, you know, it's pretty cool. It's real, it's real proggy and melodic and moody, and it's not... Uh, yeah, don't worry. It's not like gay guitar, like uh, you know, like I don't know, Jump or something by Van Halen. It's uh, you know, a little more ethereal ambiance going in there. You know, some soundscapes and noises and stuff like that layered over, uh, you know, the intricate guitar parts and, and whatnot. And it fits in really well. It's not too, you know, it's not too much. It's just enough, just to be tasteful. Now, on this record, oh. you're working with uh, the noted producer, Brendan O'Brien. What made you guys decide to go with him? Well, we had a bunch of guys in mind, and uh, he just seemed, he just kind of popped out of nowhere. It's kind of, I don't, I don't know. I mean, he's, a, he's an Atlanta guy. We all live in Atlanta. I've, I've, heard, of, I've heard of him for, for a long time, and he's you know, the rock producer, yeah, he has, he has, they have a great studio that they work out of called Southern Tracks that my one of my neighbors actually works at, and he's been trying to get us in there. So you guys really need to come up and, uh, you know, lay some stuff down here, maybe work with Nick Nadia or work with Brendan O'Brien. I was like, well, Brendan O'Brien, hmm, we're all kind of, well, doesn't he do, like, Stone Temple Pilots and, like, Pearl Jam, and he did, you know, did the Boss record, uh, Bruce Springsteen, and yep. uh, who else has he done? You know, Rage Against the Machine, and, you know, bands that aren't quite... But I guess all those records sound amazing, so we're like, well, you know, let's try it out. And it's been, like, the best experience of our lives recording. It's amazing. Like, he works really fast, very precise, has a really good ear. He's a great musician, plays piano. 
sing some harmonies here and there. He's like, what, you know, why don't you guys like try something like this here? This is what I hear. This is what I hear right there. And we, we try it. And we're like, geez, that's great. And, and we get to go home at the end of the day and sleep in our beds and not have to live somewhere like, uh, you know, across the U.S. like we we have in the past, like going out to Seattle or whatnot for two months and uh, right, right. Renting, a, renting a car and renting a place to live and all that stuff. So the stress level is definitely uh, not not really there. So no, it's just been it's just been great. I mean, he's I mean when you hear it, you'll you'll know because he he really can just take a band and just really make them sound the way they're supposed to sound. You know, like properly, not you know nothing too uh, nothing too fancy, no fancy tricks or anything, just straight up rock and roll. You know. Played some piano. He played some piano on it as well, and some guitar stuff, and really helped us out. You know, made us all. He really put us to the test. I think he really uh, was like, "I'm going to be really brutal on your music. If if a part doesn't really need to be there, like just take it right out." You know. Okay, well, let's let's see what we can do. And he, you know, helped us like. We've been basically working on the record for like eight months, nine months, like as far as uh, writing it and right. arranging it. You know, sometimes the songs just are never done. You're just like, okay, where am I going with this song? You know, I really need... We, we never spend much time, like, writing a record before. We're usually, like, kind of quick in and out of the studio back on tour, you know? This time we had the time to actually really think about it. Let's put our best foot forward, I guess, and just be brutal with what we're going to, you know, put on this record. And uh, you wrote about 13 songs, I think, for it. We only used seven, but, you know, 50 minutes of material is pretty much breaking point you know you don't want to go really too much longer than that cause right me me personally I, I i might get a little bored and like turn it off you know after after 45 50 minutes so <laughs> everything you know it's all good we got a couple extra songs that we, who knows what we'll do with yet uh use it for something else maybe so it's all it's all it's all good stuff you know on uh, Leviathan, you guys told the tale of uh, Moby Dick, and on Blood Mountain, you conjured up all these incredible mutant creatures. Any such storytelling on this new one? Well, just think, like, maybe time travel and space and uh, out-of-body experiences and czarist Russia with, uh, <laughs> <laughs> with Rasputin. There's a little bit of everything in there. I don't want to give away too much, but uh, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of different... Uh, themes going on that all kind of tie in together, you know. It's going to be really, going to be really interesting. A lot, there's a lot of vocals, a lot of, you know, guitar harmonies and melodies that are just sticking out everywhere. It's, I don't want to say it's catchy, but it's like songs, you know, they have a little more substance to them. Right, right. So there's two songs we have that are, I think, just under like 14 minutes. Oh, my word. we got some, uh, some more opus epics on there. On Blood Mountain, you guys set such a standard for uh, guitar harmonies. What were the guitar goals on this new one? We kind of went for a little more of a rock kind of kind of sound and feel, you know, not too not too overdriven or you know distorted. And I I really wanted to experiment with other other guitars, you know, like a, I use like a uh, Telecaster on a couple uh, on a couple parts, kind of overdubs with like an old Fender Twin Reverb and like a uh, Holy Grail pedal, right? And you know, and just says some clean, crazy stuff. I'd use a Leslie speaker on a bunch of uh, you know acoustic parts that fucking always sounds really good. Obviously, Brendan's got a different idea of, of guitar tones, and he's more of a rock guy. And he's he has some good points. Like, yeah, he, he would have me use use more like the distortion from the amp right. rather than like fancy pedals or whatever to drive 
you know, the sound. He's like, let the let the let the amp do the do the work, like, which I kind of do half and half. But since he's kind of more a rock guy, I think he he thought my tone was a little too, you know. He's like, well, when you use this pedal, it kind of uh, takes away the base of the of the whole sound, you know, whole sound of your sound. So, especially at least on you know on tape. I was like, okay, well, let's uh, let's, let's mess around with some amps, you know. And I'm, I always use my uh, JCM 800. I have a, I have three of them actually, like a, a lead series, 2210, 100 watt tube, with two channels, which has a great, just you know, regular rock ACDC kind of sound. Uh, but you know, I like to get those pinch harmonics in there once in a while. So I've got a Kerry King uh, JCM 800. It's like a, his own signature model. I'm sure you. You've heard of it. It's got KT88 oh, yeah. in it. Um, use that, and then I've got the just the regular Super Lead uh, JCM800 uh, reissue one, which is one of my favorite amps. What was it like playing a telly? Because uh, in the past, I've only known you to be pretty much a, a Gibson player. No, yeah, it, was, it was really interesting. It's, I've never really, I mean, I've picked them up before, but just to get that like real surf kind of, uh, I don't know, twangy tone in the studio, like under a microscope, you know, it was... It's really, it's cool. It's really fun. You know, I use some open tunings on certain parts to reach certain notes. I don't know. We just messed around as much as we could. Any ideas that I had, you know, Brendan was just like, you know, he's like, yeah, let's try it. Let's put it down. You know, so I really felt uh, I could be at my creative best. And uh, I mean, he has a collection of just every every kind of amp you could imagine. Yeah, yeah. He's got like you know old Fender Fender twins that are. Like brand new in the box from the '60s or whatever, and, and and he has about I don't know 100 guitars there. The studio old Epiphone or not Epiphone, but uh, like the uh, like Chuck Berry's guitar, the uh, ES's, yeah, and 12. So you got like 12, lots of 12 electric 12 strings. And I also used uh, I have a, a custom made nine string by uh, First Act. A nine string. Yeah. Now what? Double cutaway. Uh, you know, kind of like an SG shape, but way like twice as thick. The three high strings are doubled up. Okay. Um, Matt Pike, Matt Pike from uh, High and Player has the same guitar. We kind of ordered them at the same time, not really, not really realizing that we both were getting, getting the same thing, you know. So how does one chord a nine-string guitar? Well, it's the three. The three high strings are just doubled up, like okay. twelve strings. So, I mean, I've, I was kind of using it just for playing higher stuff instead of really corded stuff, you know, just playing like single note stuff that kind of had an eerie. You know, 12, 12 string sound, but on, an, on a nice regular electric guitar. Wow. Now you've told me in the past that Brent does most of the solos in the studio. Are, are you doing any of the solos on this new record? Um, no, I'm not doing any solos. I don't, I'm trying to think. Uh, not really. I mean, I just I'm mostly a rhythm man and do. I might do like a, uh, you know, like a like on Sleeping Giant. I do the the, the beginning with the, the the delayed kind of lead part, but. I'm not like a fast solo trained dude. I just never, <laughs> never have, never have been. I mean, I think it's cool and everything. I wish I wish I could play like that sometimes. But uh, yeah, I'm more like lay back in the pocket, you know, pick out some harmonies or something different to play than than what uh, the other guys playing. Yeah, if I feel like in the mood and uh, something sounds good, I'm not afraid to try it out. You know. Blood Mountain, you wrote on acoustics, which totally blew my mind. Did did you write this album on acoustics as well? <laughs> Uh, yeah, a lot of the stuff was definitely written on acoustics, as far as Brent goes, yeah. Stuff I usually write, I, yeah, I just got an acoustic on Yamaha, acoustics, right. and uh, I just started I just started playing around with that as much as I can, you know, like, a lot of the stuff that he writes, 
on acoustic guitar, I'm just not used to. I just never had an acoustic guitar, so I never had my fingers really ready to uh, play it. But I think it helped me. Uh, definitely helped me just be a better player by grabbing the acoustic. That's got you know, it's not as easy to play, obviously. And just sitting on my front porch and just going over each song on acoustic, just over and over and over and over and over. And finally, I'm just like, well, I can play it now, like in a week or whatever. Get all these songs. And there's a lot of notes going on, a lot of chords and. A lot of chicken picking stuff going on in yeah, French yeah. prison, you know. That, but I, I still like, you know, I'm just like, wow, just amazed of you know, how awesome that stuff is and how what a different world it is for me. So I've been trying to get into. Uh, I actually had a guy, a friend of mine, come over to give me a proper lesson. I've never had a lesson before in my life. So I asked around, and they were like, oh, there's this guy who's uh, he he can play anything. He's amazing. He gives lessons and. He heard that I wanted to take lessons from him, and he was like, "Thought it was." He was like around April Fool, April first, and he thought it was a joke. <laughs> and I actually called him. I was like, "Dude, no, it's not a joke. Like, I, I want to know. I want to learn like a little theory and like maybe a little some kind of warm up exercises and scales and whatnot, stuff like that." And you know, he came over, and he was just like, "We sat down, talked for a while. And he showed me a couple things that I hadn't really tried before, or learned before. So it was, you know, it was interesting. I, it was only one one time though, because he was like, "Well, I don't want to change your style or." Right, right. You know what I mean? I was like, no, I don't think it'll change my style. It'll just help, maybe help me improve, but it was all good. I might, I might have to see him again sometime. Lastly, I have to ask you about the incident that happened to Brent a couple years ago uh, after the MTV Awards when he was very badly injured. What, what went on with that? Uh, it was just, uh, just an unfortunate drunken night out. <laughs> Basically, he was just messing with the wrong people, and, you know, when he's... When, you get you get that uh, inebriated and don't really you kind of black out or whatever and then wake up at the hospital and some some guy had punched him like kind of sucker punched him and he fell and hit his head on the concrete and just kind of went into some convulsions and really oh really got messed up yeah he had to uh, I don't know if he was in he was like in critical condition he was, he was hurt pretty bad you know I don't know that's some what happens he's he's a little bit of a crazy guy. Yeah, yeah. On the booze, I mean, we all we all are, but it seems like for him that stuff like that happens, like, kind of follows him around sometimes. He's good now. He's all healed up. He got his nose broken and had to get it fixed. We're in Vegas, and Vegas is a crazy place to begin with, anyway. Oh, my word. <laughs> Bill, uh, thank you very much for spending some time with me. When the album comes out, we'll do another interview. I can't wait to hear it. Yeah, I can't wait for you to hear it either. This is Joe Basso with Music Radar the place for music makers, and I've been speaking with Bill Kelleher of the band Macedon. Bill, thank you very much for spending some time with me. Thank you, Joe. Take care now. And continued good luck on the tour there. All right, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. We'll talk to you later, man.